the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. I've got, so not only is God going to uh, supernaturally defeat the armies on the mountains of Israel, He's then going to rain down fire upon those nations that participate in this invasion and destroy those nations. And those nations will know that it's the Lord. They'll know that it's God. Now that doesn't mean that those nations will then repent and turn to God for forgiveness and salvation, but they will know God supernaturally intervened. In today's message, Pastor Dan will remind you that the Bible is a book filled with prophecy. The Bible has prophecies about many things. The Bible's prophecies have been proven true over and over again throughout the Bible and in our own time. One prophecy in the Bible says the nation of Israel will be attacked by many nations, but the nation of Israel will be saved by God. God saves His people. He saves whom He loves. Just as He has saved people from their sins, He will save His people, the Israelites. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 39, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Ezekiel 39. Well, we we began this section of Ezekiel uh, last time, last week when we were together. Uh, Chapters 38 and 39 contain one of the most remarkable prophecies in all of the Bible. Um, Just as kind of a review, these chapters describe an invasion that will take place of Israel, an an invasion by a confederation of nations, that will invade Israel, and then God supernaturally will intervene and rescue uh, Israel. Uh, In chapter 38, the Lord told us that this invasion will take place in the latter days. Uh, And we talked about this last time. Biblically, the Bible uh, sees history as two ages. There is the current age that we're living in, and then there's the kingdom age. And that's how history is divided. The current age and the kingdom age or the messianic age when Jesus Christ returns and establishes his kingdom here on the earth. And so uh, this, this invasion that is described in these chapters when it says it will take place in the latter days, it's the latter days of this age just before Christ returns and the kingdom age begins. I mentioned last time also that these prophecies in Ezekiel, in this section of Ezekiel, are sequential. There's a sequence to them. In chapter 36, it describes uh, the land, the physical land of Israel becoming fruitful and productive again. 
in preparation for the return of the people to the land. Uh, In chapter 36, the, the land becoming fruitful is described, and that has been fulfilled in the last 100 years or so, 150 years, 120 years. The land of Israel has become fruitful again. We've talked about that. Uh, Then in chapter 37, you have the return of the people to the land. You have the vision of the valley of dry bones. And God explicitly tells us, he's he's describing the nation of Israel, the rebirth of the nation of Israel, and, and the regathering of the Jewish people from around the world to their homeland. Chapter 37 has been and is being fulfilled in our day. So chapters uh, 36, the land becoming fruitful. Chapter 37, the people returning to the land, the people of Israel and the rebirth of the nation. Uh, these are all, these are, this is true of Israel today. Uh, and we couldn't say that about Israel 150 years ago or 500 years ago or a thousand years ago. These things are true of Israel today. You know, and God tells us these things because he loves us and because he wants us to understand the days that we're living in, the times that we're living in. Uh, And so now we come to... uh, the continuation of the story here with chapters 38 and 39, the next part of the sequence. Uh, So you've got the land fruitful. You've got the rebirth of the nation of Israel in 1948. That's chapter 37. By the way, uh, the rebirth of the nation of Israel, 1948, that is considered by Bible teachers and prophecy experts to be a super sign that we are living in the last days of this age. Uh, The nation has to exist again for this battle to take place that's described in chapters 38 and 39. Jesus even said in the the Olivet Discourse, uh, he shared the parable of the fig tree. The fig tree is a symbol of the nation of Israel. And Jesus said, look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, and we are seeing these things happening, know, here's what he wants you to know, the kingdom of God is near. And assuredly, Jesus said, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Well, well we see the fig tree is real budding. And so Jesus tells us the kingdom of God is near. It's a sign. It's a super sign for us that that tells us kind of where we are on God's calendar. So then we come now to chapters 38 and 39. Again, we looked at chapter 38 last week. But in these two chapters, you have this invasion. And this invasion of Israel is next in the sequence of prophecies. In chapter 38, the Lord told us the nations that will be involved in this invasion. We went over the different nations last time we were together. Uh, you know, they're, they're using ancient names here in chapter 38. But So we looked at where they were, where they're located geographically, and where those nations are 
today and you know talking about today's uh, nations. And you can see the nations that are involved in this invasion of, of Israel, Rosh, that's up in Russia, Magog, that's Central Asia. Remember, we talked about that's all the Stan countries, Uzbekistan and, and so on. You've got Persia, which is Iran. You've got Tubal, Gomer, uh, Togarma, that's generally in the area of Turkey. You've got Put down here, which is, you know, northern Africa, Kush, which is south of Egypt today. That's, that's the land of Sudan. Uh, and we talked about all of that. Uh, the last time we were we were together again, the geographic, uh, ge- the geography hasn't changed. The names have changed over the centuries, but the geography doesn't change. So we can, you know, look at a map and understand where these places are located geographically. Uh, we talked about last time also that this group of nations that will invade Israel will be led by uh, Gog. Uh, the, you know, of the land of Magog, the prince of Rush, which is, is modern-day uh, Russia. And that, you know, that's always traditionally been the interpretation of Ezekiel uh, 38 and 39. That this is talking about Russia. Uh, even Josephus you know, talks about Russia uh, and Rush and so forth. Uh, so it's always kind of been uh, the, the interpretation of these chapters. Now, After the collapse of the Soviet Union, back in the early 90s, there were some Bible teachers who pulled away from this interpretation of Ezekiel 38 and 39, and they they said, well, this must not be talking about Russia. And we must have Ezekiel 38 wrong, because it can't be Russia, because Russia is no longer a world superpower. Russia is no longer a player in the world. And so in the early 90s, you had some teachers who said, well, it's not Russia. We've got it, we've got it wrong because the, the Soviet Union has collapsed. Now, that is an example, and this is important, this, this is an example of interpreting Scripture through the lens of current events instead of interpreting current events through the lens of Scripture. That's placing current events over top of Scripture, instead of placing Scripture over current events. Uh, I remember also uh, Chuck Smith, Pastor Chuck, uh, listening to him after the collapse of the Soviet Union. And I remember Pastor Chuck saying... Russia will become a superpower again because they will lead this invasion in Ezekiel 38. Now that is an example of interpreting current events through the lens of Scripture. This is what Scripture says, therefore current events will have to line up with Scripture eventually. Russia will become uh, a rise in power again because Scripture says they will lead this invasion in Ezekiel 38. If you remember, and you probably don't want to remember because we're coming out, or I guess we haven't come out of the presidential election yet. We're still kind of in a presidential election, I suppose. But if you remember back to 2012, uh, in one of the presidential debates between Mitt Romney and President Obama, Mitt Romney said the United States' greatest political foe is Russia. 
And he was highly criticized for that. And mocked. And people said that he is out of touch with foreign policy to say that Russia is the greatest geopolitical foe the United States has. And if you remember, President Obama, in response to Romney in that debate, famously said, the Cold War has been over for 20 years. Russia is not a threat to the United States or to you know, the world politically. Well, now they are. Now they are. Russia has risen again in power. And that's just, that's just in the last eight years, ten years that we've seen that, that rise. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. And the nations that are mentioned in chapter 38 are coming together politically. We talked about that last time. We looked at some news headlines uh, that talk about that. Uh, So now we come into chapter 39. Chapter 39, the Lord gives us further details, a further description of this invasion and the defeat of the invading armies. Uh, Verse 1 says, And you, son of man, prophesy against Gog. Remember, Gog is a title of the leader of this invasion. It's a title like Pharaoh or Prime Minister. It's not a proper name. So it's not, the guy's name's not Gog, but he's a, it's a title. It's a ruler, the leader. Prophesy against Gog and say, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince, the leader of Rush, Meshach, and Tubal, And I will turn you around and lead you on, bringing you up from the far north, notice that, and bring you again against the mountains of Israel. Note that as well. This invasion will come from uh, the far north. Far north of Israel is Russia. The invasion comes from Russia. They will invade, it says, the mountains of Israel. I mentioned this last time we were together that up until 1967 with the Six Days War, the mountains of Israel belonged to the country of Jordan. There were no mountains of Israel. There were the mountains of Jordan, but there weren't the mountains of Israel. Uh, With the Six Days War in 1967, the mountains of Israel became part of the nation uh, of Israel. So that's only since 1967. Uh, So it's really only since 1967 that the stage has been set for the fulfillment uh, of this prophecy. Previous to that, we'd have to try to stretch it a little bit, use our imagination and say, well, it could mean this, it could mean that, but not anymore. Verse 3 says, then I will knock the bow out of your left hand and cause the arrows to fall 
out of your right hand, speaking of the weaponry of this invading army, you shall fall upon the mountains of Israel, you and all your troops and the peoples who are with you. I will give you to birds of prey and of every sort and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. You shall fall on the open field for I have spoken says the Lord, God will stop this army on the mountains of Israel. So they're going to get into the country, they're going to invade, they're going to cross the border, and God will stop this invasion. He will cause the invading armies to fall on the mountains of Israel. Chapter 38 indicates God will send an earthquake to stop this invasion. And they will fall there on the mountains of Israel. God says, In verse 4, that he will give their carcasses to the birds and to the beasts. Now let me ask you this. What if God was giving a prophecy? He's not. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But what if God were to give a prophecy like this about Maryland? And to say that I will cause the birds of the air and the beasts to devour the carcasses that will fall uh, on the hills of Howard County, Maryland. What birds come to mind? What beasts come to mind for us? Deer? <laughs> you know, like what, what, I mean, what would it be talking? It wouldn't really make sense for us is my point. We don't really have a lot of birds around here. Certainly not meat-eating birds. A lot of vultures, I suppose. As far as beasts of the field. But here he says this to Israel, uh, that the birds will come and devour the fallen soldiers on the mountains of Israel. The the beasts will come. Uh, I've mentioned this in other studies before, uh, but every year, birds migrate through the land of Israel. Birds from Europe migrate down to Africa, and birds in Africa migrate up to Europe, and they pass through the land of Israel. Every year, over half a billion, with a B, birds migrate through the land of Israel. People travel to Israel to birdwatch. They don't just travel there to visit the Bible sites. There's a, you know, birdwatching is a big part of their tourism as well. So understand when God says, I'm going to cause the birds of the air to come and feed on the, the carcasses. Well, they've got half a billion birds that travel through Israel every, every year. They're going to devour the fallen soldiers that will die on the mountains of Israel. Verse 6 gives us additional details about God's intervention. And I will, look what it says, and I will send fire on Magog and on those who live in security in the coastlands, then they shall know that I am the Lord, that I am Jehovah. So note here with verse 6, not only will the invading armies fall on the mountains of Israel, but God will also send fire on their homelands, the homelands of those invading nations, and God will destroy their homelands, and they shall know that I am Jehovah. Those nations will know that this is the judgment of God. So not only is God going to Uh, supernaturally defeat the armies on the mountains of Israel, he's then going to rain down fire upon those nations that participate in this invasion and destroy those nations. And those nations will know that it's the Lord. They'll know that it's God. Now that doesn't mean that those nations will then repent 
and turn to God for forgiveness and salvation, but they will know God supernaturally intervened and God judged them for acting against God's people, Israel. So that brings us to verse 7. So I will make my holy name known in the midst of my people, Israel, and I will not let them profane my holy name anymore. Then the nation shall know that I am the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. Surely it is coming and it shall be done, says the Lord God. This is the day of which I have spoken. God's name will also be known in Israel as a result of this. The people of Israel will recognize that God intervened and saved them. And so a a revival of sorts will take place in Israel as a result of God's supernatural intervention on their behalf. You know, today you go to Israel, you talk to many Israelis, they recognize God's hand in the founding of their nation in 1948. They recognized God's hand in delivering and defending their nation from the many invasions they've experienced since 1948. And and here, when this takes place, the people of Israel will recognize that it's God. And so, verse 9, Then those who dwell in the cities of Israel, watch what it says now, will go out and they'll set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and bucklers, the bows and arrows, the javelins and spears. And notice what it says, and they will make fires with them for seven years. They will not take wood from the field nor cut down any from the forest because they will make fires with the weapons and they will plunder those who plundered them and pillage those who pillaged them says the Lord God. It says here, the people of Israel, after this, these armies are defeated by God, the people will go out and they'll dismantle the military equipment that's just left out there on the battlefield. You know, there are several places in Israel today uh, where there are, there's weaponry from previous wars that's just abandoned and left there on the battlefield. And as you're driving through the nation, some often you'll see just tanks off on the side of the road or military vehicles off on the side of the road. There's some places in Israel where they've turned uh, those military vehicles into artwork or a memorial. Uh, there's other places where you can you can go and you can you know go into the military vehicles and go into the tanks and, and that kind of thing. Uh, There's one place up on the Golan Heights that when we go to Israel as a group, uh, Mount Bental will always stop there. It's this beautiful location on top of a mountain. You can see, you know, into Syria. You can see a great distance from there. But it's an old military installation. Uh, And there's bunkers and tunnels underground. And there's tanks you can get into. And there's gun turrets you can sit in. And there's a little coffee shop there now where you can get an iced coffee and a gelato or a pizza. And it's at this old military bunker that overlooks Syria, right? And so you see this kind of thing uh, all all over Israel. It's not unheard of in Israel for military equipment to just kind of be left out on the the battlefield. Well, here in verses 9 and 10, uh, the people will go out to these, you know, the equipment 
And somehow, it doesn't tell us how, but somehow they'll use that military equipment for fuel. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Ezekiel together. If you'd like to hear this message again or more from Pastor Dan, feel free to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy, and when it gets busy, it can be hard to find the time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life. So please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also love to be praying for you. So when you call, feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart. And we'd be happy to pray with and for you. Well, that's all we have time for today. Join us next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Ezekiel, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know his voice and it only takes Rings true.